What's up, people? Welcome to the podcast. My name's Evan, and this is episode four. Am I too hard on myself? How do I fix it? Do you ever ask yourself that question? I definitely do. And so I'm going to share a little bit about how we can help ourselves in this process of trying not to be too hard on ourselves and trying to figure out what the right amount of pressure is that we should put on ourselves. How is our mindset supposed to be around things? What are the signs that you're being too hard on yourselves? What are the bad habits that are associated with that? Let's look at all these things together, and I'm going to give you some do's and some don'ts on what you should focus on so that we can put just the right amount of pressure to get to where we're trying to go without breaking ourselves down in the process. Welcome to the podcast. Let's go. Attempting to simplify the complexities of entrepreneurship and what makes for a good life. This podcast is riddled with questions, ideas, philosophical food for thought, tangible takeaways, and honest stories that highlight one man's journey. My name's Evan Shank. Welcome to the podcast, Which Way Now? Growing up as a kid in the Midwest, I got into a lot of different sports and hobbies and interests. And lucky for me at the time, I was pretty good at pretty much anything that I put effort towards. I was never really bad at anything growing up. You know, I did the skateboarding. I did the BMX. I rode I rode motocross, which still do to this day. It's like my thing. If you know me on a personal level, dirt bikes and motocross is just like my guilty pleasure. But, you know, I did paintball growing up and we would build tree, tree forts, uh, (laughs) tree houses, tree forts, really tree houses and all of this different stuff that we would do. I was pretty good at, you know, like I said, I just, I didn't really struggle too much. And then the other thing was I grew up in a very loving household. There was a lot of verbal affirmation and encouragement that I got from my parents and that's all wonderful and fine. Um, But, you know, I really had it in my head that anything that I want to achieve, I can do that. You know, and of course, you have to work hard and all this. It's not like my parents were filling up my brain with just this ego of you don't have to try to be able to succeed. That was not that. But between naturally being good at most of the things that I applied myself towards and then also getting all this affirmation, I think I was a little bit shell-shocked when I got into some of my older years when I had to make harder decisions and really figure out how to navigate life in a a new, bigger, broader, and more challenging way, which is, you know, adulthood. Life is challenging, and it's not black and white. Everything Everything is kind of a gray area, and it's all challenging to say exactly which way is the correct way to go. And you start getting into parenting and into career stuff. And for me, those are the two big areas where when I'm talking to people in my really close circle and even venting about things or asking questions and trying to figure out, did I handle this situation with my kid appropriately? Uh, I feel like it's my fault for this or my career. Why is this not working out a certain way? Those types of questions. I've been getting this feedback lately of, Evan, I think you're a little too hard on yourself. I think you're just being too hard on yourself. And I don't really, (laughs) my response in those moments are like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with that? Um, 
lighten up, like not expect good things out of myself. I don't want to lower the bar. I don't want to lower my standards. That's where this topic of this episode goes into because I wanted to look into this for myself. And I know that it's such a chronic issue, especially for those that are entrepreneurs and those who focus on high achievement. It's common among men and women just in general, but especially for the audience of this podcast, the people that listen to this type of content, you're probably going to relate to this in some sort of capacity. So like the big question is, how do we determine if we're being too hard on ourselves? And when does a healthy amount of pressure and scrutiny turn in to too much? And once again, like I've already said, there's not really a black and white answer to this and it's different for everybody. But what I've noticed is like, it's really easy to find myself with my attention being just completely arrested by my weak points. And what I mean by that is I naturally, I guess, tend to focus on weaknesses, my own weaknesses, instead of highlighting and leaning into my strengths. And the thing is, we all tend to be extremely vulnerable to our own criticism. And when we're putting a lot of extra pressure on ourselves and heavily, heavily critiquing ourselves, we can bend and start to break under that pressure. We are very vulnerable about how we, like what we say to ourselves about ourselves. And so, like I said, I wanted to start doing a little bit of research and just kind of digging in and collecting my own thoughts about like, what is my path through this? How do I answer these questions of what is a healthy amount of pressure and what's too much? And how can I have some sort of measuring stick on whether I'm doing life appropriately, you know, because once again, we have our goals, our things that we're setting out to achieve, but there's all of these other feelings and emotions and, and wins and losses that go throughout, that go along with the, the process of the journey itself as you're trying to reach, you know, whatever the outcome is that you're going for. So in doing some research, I I thought this was really interesting and I want to talk about five signs that you're being too hard on yourself. So here's basically five things that may be an indicator that you're being too hard on yourself. So as I go through these, think about yourself and does any of this apply to you and which ones stick out the most? You know, so one sign is that you just have this overwhelming anger and disappointment when expectations are met. And if you find yourself never being able to really meet your goals, then maybe they're set too high. And when you're not meeting your self-imposed expectations, you're, you, maybe you get like hostile or angry and upset. You may also struggle to deal with like overwhelming feelings of disappointment and beliefs that just nothing will ever be good enough. So it's just basically frustration over unmet expectations. And if that frustration starts to overwhelm you, that's a pretty strong sign that you're being too hard on yourself. Another sign is when your emotional stress actually begins to affect your physical health. 
And I've got my notes here, and it's talking about a study that was done back in 2014, and it found basically that it um, it was done by I guess I should give <laughs> full credit. Um, it was done at the American Academy of Neurology, and it was reported that the more stress you're under, the more headaches you're likely to get. Pretty interesting. And they also went on to say that having high stress levels, it's likely to even weaken your immune system and cause you to get sick more frequently. So really, this is true. I mean, our bodies are a very holistic factory. We have, you know, our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, our spiritual health. There's a lot of pieces and components that make up us and our spirit and our being and our overall existence, right? And if your emotional stress is starting to affect your physical health, you're getting a lot more headaches or you're immune system is just going down and you're getting sick more often. Maybe there's some emotional stress that's um, kind of the root cause for that, which goes back to maybe you're just being too hard on yourself and putting undue stress on yourself. Another sign that you might be being too hard on yourself is if you question whether other people even like you. And I mean, it kind of makes sense because when you're very self-critical, and you're not like super proud of yourself on certain things and you're kind of beating yourself up verbally a little bit on the inside, you start to kind of see yourself as that flawed version of yourself. And what happens is we start to project that out on others because of our own insecurity that we have inside about ourselves. We start to think that other people see that too. And when you don't like yourself, you expect that others won't like you either. And that is definitely a sign that you're being too hard on yourself. So we've gone through three signs. I'll give you two more and we'll kind of keep on going here. Another sign is you begin to just basically expect less of yourself. If you constantly feel like you're disappointing yourself or not meeting your own expectations, it can just like feel super meaningless to keep trying. You just kind of get to this point where you feel like Eeyore and it's just like, oh, well, no reason for even try and let's just lower our standards. And this will just lead you to feel like you failed before you've even tried. And that's something that this article was mentioning. And I just think that's a really good point. Um, because once again, if you are an entrepreneur or a high achievement minded person, then to expect less out of your stuff, out of yourself that can be a really slippery slope and start to take you into other um, ugly areas that you're going to have to work through in order to reach this pinnacle of achievement and success that you're so desperate for. So we don't want to lower our standards. We might need to make some adjustments, which we'll talk about here shortly. But if you're beginning to expect less of yourself, then you you might have been too hard on yourself leading up to that point. So you're kind of starting to um, keep yourself from experiencing that unnecessary pressure over and over. So you're just basically taking the opposite approach. And another sign, this would be the fifth sign that maybe you're being too hard on yourself is you just stop taking proper care of yourself. Because when we are, this is just true, engaging in a healthy and balanced life, 
and you tend to have more than a few sources of well-being. And I just already mentioned this a few minutes ago of, you know, your your physical health, your being more active, uh, you have better social connections, and you have multiple sources of meaning and purpose, and you're getting good sleep, and, and all of this stuff is kind of happening. It's, it's one of those things, uh, diet and exercise, this is a really easy example. It's like if you start to exercise regularly, it tends to spill over, those positive effects spill over into other areas of your life. And when you stop taking proper care of yourself in all of these different areas of your life, then you're probably being too hard on yourself somewhere and it, it basically you're, the train is just starting to come off the tracks a little bit. And so sometimes good, a good way to maybe go about this is instead of like, oh, I need to stop being hard on myself and you like have these like real like tough conversations with yourself, it's like, okay, let's just take a baby step on like, I'm just going to exercise a little bit more or um, I'm just going to set a type set aside some time each morning to sit quietly for five to 10 minutes and just be still. Um, You know, taking some of those small approaches can start to kind of bring that train back on its tracks. So those are five signs you're being too hard on yourself. Now, there are some bad habits that can be associated with being too hard on ourselves. So let's look at a few things and see if any of these apply to you as well. Number one, which we could totally expand on is perfectionism. I feel like so many of us are guilty of claiming to be a perfectionist and we almost hide behind that term to like make up for like why we're not putting like getting certain things done by the deadline or not putting out the content that we should be or just not whatever it is we hide behind this like, well, I don't want to do it unless it's perfect. Like, I don't want to put out something that's crap. Like, I've been guilty of saying that. And I think that happens a lot. And there's different types of perfectionism that's out there. But I kind of, I found a couple different interesting takes on it and a couple different visualizations that I kind of like want to walk through real quick because I think it's a very interesting way for us to start to discern maybe what type of perfectionist we are. So you have the healthy version of perfectionist, which is they challenge themselves by setting high goals and standards. And then when ultimately they're going to have some minor and some major failures along the road, they learn from those failures and they stay engaged in whatever the activity is. And then there's outside of the healthy perfectionist route, There's the maladaptive perfectionist route where they set these extremely high and unrealistic goals. And then when they fail, whether a minor setback or catastrophic failure, they respond in one of two different ways. They either become obsessed with the goal and they increase their efforts on it, which then basically makes this endless loop of maladaptive perfectionism behavior where you go back to unrealistic goals and then you become obsessed because you're still failing and then you go back to the goals and you become obsessed because you're still failing and you're trying to achieve. Or you set these unrealistic goals, you fail, and then you just avoid the activity altogether. You go, oh, well, I'm not going to go there. It's like the stove is hot. Don't touch it. It's kind of one of those uh, traits. So are you a healthy perfectionist or a maladaptive perfectionist? 
And I know, depending on what articles you read and who you talk to, there are other subcategories and all sorts of stuff. But I saw this um, online and I thought it was really interesting and easy to kind of breeze through for us. And so that is one bad habit that can be associated with being too hard on ourselves is perfectionism. Another thing that can be a bad habit is just overindulging in too much information. I mean, I guess the saying goes, too much of anything is too much. (laughs) And I know that sounds like, oh yeah, deep thoughts by Evan here on the podcast today. But I mean, the reality is whether, I mean, something as simple as water, you, you drink too much water, it'll kill you. You can poison your body with too much water. I don't know what the amounts are and anything like that. Uh, I don't have that here to share with you. But it is true that you can overindulge in anything, even if it's the healthiest thing for you. And it can mess with you in a very adverse way. So what this can do when you are overindulging in information, and I'm speaking to myself on this one because I, I struggle with this, but it can lead to analysis paralysis, which is basically you get caught up in the cycle of not taking action on anything because you just feel like you need to keep planning and mapping out your strategy and you are just analyzing how to move forward as opposed to actually trying to move forward. It's like, okay, you can only take so many like notes from a PowerPoint on how to swim. The way you're going to learn how to swim is to get in there and start kicking your feet and flopping your arms around and then realizing, oh, I'm not supposed to drink this water. I'm not supposed to breathe it in. I'm supposed to hold my breath or plug my nose. These are things that we learn from doing, not studying and overanalyzing situations. So what I've found is if I'm overindulging in information, I find myself feeling a little paralyzed in making any sort of next step on a project that I'm working on. It can also lead to a comparison trap because now you're taking in all of this information from all these different angles and all these different influences and you start to compare yourself, or at least I do, to the people that you are leaning towards for inspo and for information. And then the whole time you're feeling like, well, I can't do some of this because like, look, they're the, they're the experts. They're the high achievers. They're the ones that are going to have all the success in the world. I'm not going to be able to do that because I'm not them. And it's, it turns into this comparison trap really quick. So a little side note, a tip on this bad habit is straight up just promise to yourself that you're going to create more than you consume. No matter what it is that you're chasing after, whatever your profession is or whatever you're thinking about in your own life as you're hearing the content of this podcast, look to create more than you consume. Like go and try to bake a cake. Like if you want to focus, if you want to work on your baking skills, you got to bake. Make more cakes even if they suck or they don't taste good or they never like fluffed up or (laughs) clearly I don't know what I'm talking about but all of that do that equally if not more than you are just reading recipes and all of that now granted there's value to looking into information and using the wonderful world of the internet that we have these days there's great resource out there but create more than you consume make sure that if you're going to bring in information that you're also trying to push it right back out. The last bad habit is 
You just offload these unrealistic expectations that you have on yourself. You unload it onto others. And the examples for me that I immediately think of is like the people that constantly are leaving angry reviews on like Yelp or Google reviews, wherever it is, they just, don't they just seem like they have such an awful life? Like they just seem so angry at the world. And it's like, you know, I mean, we didn't claim to have the best cheeseburger. I don't know why you expected that. Like, and I think I've said this before, but you don't go to McDonald's for the the best cheeseburger that you've ever experienced. You go there because it's inexpensive and you know what you're going to get. You know what you're paying for. The expect It'll match your expectations. So if you have unrealistic expectations for yourself, then you might find yourself offloading that onto others and getting frustrated with them and you're kind of projecting your own anger and frustration at them. And then there's also the people that are just super pissy on Facebook, never say anything positive. They never encourage one another. They never have anything to add to a conversation other than another negative negative viewpoint, or they just continue to weigh down everything that they're a part of. Stay away from those people. And for sure, <laughs> don't be one of those people. Like what we tell our four-year-old son is, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't speak. Don't speak at all if you have nothing nice to say. It is true that there are times to be critical and speak honestly and speak out of truth, even if it's the thing that somebody might not want to hear. But I'm not going to try to take us into discerning when is appropriate and when isn't. Just understand, if you're on offloading unrealistic expectations that you have on yourself onto others, Stop doing that. That's a bad habit. But those are the three is I think perfectionism, overindulging information, and offloading your unrealistic expectations onto others. Don't do those things. And if you're recognizing that in yourself, then hey, you know what? Good for you because the process of analyzing our own behaviors and our traits and looking for where we can optimize for the type of impact that we want to have on the world and the things that we want to accomplish. It starts within. And that's kind of the whole takeaway of this. But let's slide into another section of just talking about the do's and don'ts. And here's one thing to do is lay one brick at a time. And this is kind of a mindset thing. And I'm going to read you a quote from the famous Will Smith. He's got a story that goes along with this, but here's the quote. I've got it pulled up right here. It's, you don't set out to build a wall. You don't say, I'm going to build the biggest, baddest, greatest wall that's ever been built. You don't start there. You say, instead, I'm going to lay this brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. And if you do that every single day, soon you'll have a wall. So do focus on laying one brick at a time. And this can go into goal setting and expectations that you have on yourself. You might be being too hard on yourself because you're just focusing on trying to build the wall as opposed to looking at the pieces that make up a wall. The thing is, like, you can't see through the fog until you're in it. Like, it makes me think of just driving and the road is foggy and it's like, okay, or, or like heavy rain on the highway when you're just like, oh crap, how am I going to get home? Like obviously everybody's going slow and people have their like hazard lights on and all this stuff. But the fact of the matter is you have to get home. 
So you're not going to, unless you're ready to wait out the rain for as long as it's going to take or wait out the fog, you're going to take it 10 feet at a time. You're going to take it 10 feet at a time, brick by brick, 10 feet at a time. You don't try to look down the whole mile ahead and plot which lane you need to be in and all that. If it's thick fog or heavy rain, you look right in front of your hood and you make sure that you're doing your best to be safe and get to where you're trying to go. That's just how you do it. There's no other way. So set goals that are achievable. In fact, start really small because this momentum will help you find your healthy limit within goal setting. Once you find the momentum that starts to come from just knocking down maybe that one brick at a time type of thing, uh, then you start to realize like, okay, maybe there's a way for me to actually still perfectly lay a brick, but maybe do two at a time. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm a little off script and maybe I'm starting to give bad advice there, but you can start to kind of optimize over time. But that's not what we're talking about. We're looking at the bread and butter foundations to make sure that we're not being too hard on ourselves and that we're going about this life appropriately so that we can enjoy the ride and the journey. So like I said, I had some do's and don'ts. So those are some of the do's. Lay a brick at a time, just 10 feet in front of you on the highway when you can't see very well, and set achievable goals. What you don't want to do is this negative self-talk because what happens is you actually start to reprogram your brain. And studies have shown that self-criticism results in a diminished ability to achieve your goals. So it ends up having the opposite effect. It is a negative ROI, the return on your investment. Then a negative ROI, you know, is like bad. <laughs> you don't want that at all. And negative self-talk has a negative ROI. If you're thinking that talking to your talking down at yourself is kind of like the verbal spanking that you need because you have to be your own tough disciplinary person to yourself, the fact of the matter is you have to kind of silver lining everything as much as you can. When something doesn't go right and there are lessons to be learned, look for that. Don't look for how I should be beating myself up so that, you know, that it won't happen again. That's not the right way to go about it. Look for the lessons that you can pull. Where are the silver linings out of the, out of the negative situation to help you as you move forward? So do not talk down at yourself or about yourself. Don't do it in between your ears, like just to yourself, and definitely don't say it out loud either. You will reprogram your brain and it's going to make life harder, make it harder to achieve the goals that you had initially set out for. Also, focus on the bite-sized approach with successes and failures. And I've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but when you just look at things in a bite-sized approach, just the one brick mentality, you start to... It'll give you more wins and then the losses will become easier to get over because, you know, using the brick example, you get better and better at laying the bricks. So they become more and more perfect. And those are all little wins that accelerate the fire and the excitement that you have. And then when you lay a brick that needs to be redone, it's not that big of a deal because it's just a little brick. And so in general, the losses become easier to get over. And then over time, you can warm up to the bigger, tougher stuff. It makes me think of uh, the uh, YouTube channel, The First We Feast, The Hot Ones. Uh, 
where they interview all these different uh, famous athletes and celebrities and just icons, just people out in the world. And it's this interview where they are going through a hot wings challenge where there's 10 wings in front of them and they do one wing at a time and it takes about 20 minutes or so, but each wing gets progressively hotter and they have all the sauces lined up in front of them. And so what happens though is Obviously, the first several, the first half of the challenge is pretty easy, and the inter- interview is going pretty well, and they're enjoying the the hot hot wings and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, things start to get a little bit spicier, and then you start to see people's true colors, and it's kind of awesome. It's like the coolest concept. If you haven't seen it, just search Hot Ones on YouTube. It's so funny. And... Um, they just do a really good job with it. But it made me think of that. It's like you're not just jumping into the hottest sauce that you have in, in your fridge or that's available. You start with the smaller, easier ones. You start with something that honestly shouldn't even be called a hot sauce. But it warms up your palate and it helps you kind of set set the stage for the bigger things to come. So focused on the bite-sized approach with your successes and your failures. A lot of this, I'm kind of saying the same thing in different angles and directions. And my final thought on this is in the totality of what you do, you're either running toward or you're running away from something. So which are you, especially if you would label yourself as a perfectionist or you've dealt with that before, is are you trying to be perfect because you're striving to achieve something great or are you trying to be perfect so that you can avoid mistakes because we are either running toward or away from something in all that we do we are instinctively experts at survival and in so we seek out pleasure in the feelings of reward while simultaneously avoiding pain and peril at all costs we're running towards the good stuff the feelings of reward while also trying to avoid the pain and peril at all costs And so what happens is without a mindful self-awareness of that fact and a sort of blind effort at achievement, you can start to feel trapped in this like hamster wheel that seems to just spin the opposite direction and everything starts to kind of work against itself. And so we want to be mindful of this fact and not have this blind effort of achievement, but go about it with our eyes wide open. We need to raise our IQ on our true motives behind the self-imposed pressure that we're putting on ourselves so that we can best assess what bricks need to lay and in what pattern to lay them. Let me repeat that again. We need to raise our IQ on our true motives behind the self-imposed pressure so that we can best assess what bricks we need to lay and in which pattern to lay them. Because your success can only be fully felt when the process of achievement is in alignment with your true self and the motives that drive you up that steep mountain that you've chose to climb. So for you, what is a healthy amount of pressure and scrutiny for yourself? How do we stay critical of ourselves in a way that moves us forward without tearing down ourselves in the process? How do, how do you do that for yourself? What did you take away from this episode? What stuck out to you? This was a fun one to put together for me, and there's a lot that I've learned in this process. And man, I'm loving doing these podcasts. This is episode four of the Which Way Now podcast, and I'm just 
I'm excited to see this coming together and more and more content. And once again, I'm going to try to create more than I consume. I'm going to try to watch out for those signs that may show that I'm being too hard on myself. I'm going to avoid looking at everything as this big mountain to climb and just look at the next step ahead. Look at the next brick that needs to be laid. And as I do this, I will get wind in my sails. I will gain confidence and momentum and excitement over the process that is the journey of achievement. I hope this has helped you. This has helped me. And stick around. We got other great episodes coming soon. Peace. Well, that does it for this episode. You can always reach out to me directly on my Instagram at evanshank75 with any thoughts or questions you may have. I'd love to connect and hear your story. Make sure you follow and subscribe and also leave a review on whichever platform you're listening to this on. My only question to you is, which way now?